Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Super Hoops team, our all-time BYU basketball starting five. Who's in your five? Hmm. Cougar great and L.A. Clippers analyst Michael Smith discusses, plus baseball coach Mike Littlewood on the MLB draft and the dust at Miller Park. We've got BYU football scheduling news and a mystery BYU guy making headlines in Green Bay. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. You get a card, and you get a card, and you get a card. Wait, why? I don't know. Oh, okay. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, June 14th, wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with one-time athletic student, Jerem Jordan. There was, a th- there was that one time, that's right, it happened. Where you were an athlete of sorts. And I also went to school here. How about that? If Jerem can I'd do for- it, I'd anybody for- can do it. I forgot, well, there, there's some athletes, yeah, anyway, the, yeah. <laughs> I like that you just roll with this sometimes. <laughs> like, what in the world? Where sometimes. Does every- where, does, where does this come from? I try not to look yes. at what you've prepared. That's good. So that I can just react like an idiot in the moment. Which is typically how I react. Well done, my friend. <laughs> You're living up to the status quo. What? We learned something fantastic huh? today that A you lot of pointed things. out about the great Danny Ainge. Dan- Danny Ray Ainge was born on St. Patrick's Day. Do, do you understand what this means? He beat Notre Dame in the, to get to the Elite Eight. The luck of the Irish. And then played for the Celtics? Like, are you serious? Danny this is, Ainge. This is too good. Like, he was meant to do those things based on when he was born. It's fantastic. Crazy. Right? The irony involved in that is unbelievable. Also, the picture on BYUCougars.com of Danny Ainge, he looks 14. Yes. <laughs> like, it is out of control how young he looks. Like, the BYU Doogie Hauser was Danny Ainge. Digger Phelps, what? eat your heart out. Yeah. A 14-year-old sent you home from the Sweet 16. Well, he was a little older than that. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Football scheduling news. Washington State announces their scheduled football game with BYU in 2019. will move back to October 23rd, 2021 in Pullman. The move makes room for Houston on the other Cougars schedule. There's all kinds of Cougars on Cougars crime going on here. Houston, Washington State, BYU. Yeah. All the Cougars. I want BYU to schedule a game, announce a game for like 2058. Like, that'd be hilarious. We've scheduled a game in 2058 with San Jose State. (laughs) Cash considerations. Tickets go on sale tomorrow. Yeah, (laughs) tickets on sale. What? NFL mini camps are underway. Former Cougars getting noticed. Patriots linebacker Harvey Longy had an interception in the end zone of practice yesterday. Packers receiver Colby Pearson had multiple receptions, including a, quote, diving grab with a corner draped all over him. The four three seven Colby Pearson, or so we've been told. Yeah, I've, I've yet to hear a non-family member. You're still waiting to confirm that. that. I, in fact, I asked a family member, like, hey, because someone else, like, figured that out. It's... It, I believe that a four three seven happened. I just need to confirm it. That's my journalistic duty. There's a reason that the Packers canceled his return flight home, right? Yeah, regardless of what he ran, he's on the Packers, which is overachieving for Colby Pearson. And being talked about 
during the mini camps. Pretty good go. stuff. There you go, man. BYU baseball signee Seth Corey, drafted by the San Francisco Giants in the third round of the Major League Draft yesterday. The average value of that pick, estimated at $558,000. Now, that's not saying it's that's going to be that number. Bonus per se. Yeah. It might be more than that for yeah, all we know. Or less. Um, this means he's going. This means Seth Corey won't play for BYU. How would you say no to the third round, San Francisco and, and a Giants? Six-figure signing bonus. Like he, he's yeah. The the Giants aren't going to be like draft him and then be like, hey, are you going to sign with us? They probably talked to Seth Corey and Seth probably said, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce. Well, and when he talked to us in November, just before Thanksgiving, he's in studio, it was interesting that he compared himself to Matt Moore, a pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. Well, 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 that's awesome. Good for Seth. Plus, Jacob Brugman uh, in the majors, 0-4 last night in an 8-1 loss to the Marlins for the Athletics. Same two teams uh, in a matinee today. In fact, first pitch is in five minutes. Now, for those wondering, uh, the draft is still happening rounds 11 through 40. We'll update you. That's right. When we hear anything on Cougar outfielder Brock Hale, who joined us in Studio B yesterday. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU basketball super team in the spirit of the Golden State Super Warriors and their 100% expected and... Honestly, underwhelming NBA Finals championship. We are piecing together our own BYU super team. The guys we want in our T-Mobile group of five. Jerem, the Twitter question, please. Oh, that's like an eight-year-old reference. That's great. Who is your starting five in the BYU Hoops super team? Use hashtag BYUSN. There's that bird. At O'Kelly KM. Uh, what's up, Ken? Ainge Jimmer, Tyler Haas, Mel Hutchins, my boy, and Sean Bradley. Mel Hutchins making an early appearance. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, top-level shooting from everywhere on the court and dominating post-play. We will now reveal our super starting five. How close is our five to at Co- Kelly KM? Yeah, agree, disagree, use hashtag BYUSN, William. All-time BYU basketball team starting at center, seven foot six inches from Castledale, Utah, the block party specialist, Sean Bradley. The greatest stick figure in BYU history. NCAA freshman record, 177 blocks, 5.2 blocks per game, 14 in a game. Rim protector, <laughs> the only one and done in BYU history. 100% three-point shooter, by the way. One for one. One for one. Number two pick in the NBA draft after his uh, mission trip down under. Sean Bradley, starting center. Th- he's going to protect the rim. This is going to be great. We don't need him on offense. We just need him to block shots. How do you not include the seven foot six wonder in your starting five? But people would dunk on that was no. in the NBA. In college, only Shaq dunked on Sean Bradley in that first round loss to LSU. Nobody else. Ain't nobody ain't nobody getting to the rim on Brother Bradley. You can't argue against seven six. Good grief. You can't. Don't even do it. At power forward, six foot eleven inches out of Croatia. The fresh crash of Brigham Young, Kresimir Chosic. The youngsters are like, who? Kresimir Chosic is one of the most underrated BYU basketball players ever. One of two players in program history to average 19 and 11 for his career. John Fairchild, the other, by the way. 
two years of averaging 20 and 9, three-time All-Wack. He played for the Yugoslavia national team in the Olympics after his junior year in Munich. In fact, he's a three-time medalist in the Olympics. Oh, uh, yeah, that's really good. Most 15 point or 15 rebound games in program history, 21. And he could play point forward. He was so good in the open court. On our team, if he gets a rebound, he can just sprint up the court. Just go. He's six, a point forward. 6'11", baby, at forward. So we got a 7, 6, and 6'11". We got some length. And one of those guys can handle the ball. <laughs> I'm t- point good. There's forward. A, Chris there's Chosich. a reason that Bill Walton brings up Kreshemir Chosich whenever he talks about BYU basketball. Billy Packer, longtime college basketball analyst, did the Final Four Forever for CBS, called Kreshemir Chosich the first great international player in the NCAA. The Marriott Center is the house that Chosich built. Yes, Kresh. Kresh's yes. house. Yes. Interesting stuff. We're through two. At small forward, six foot ten inches from Hacienda Heights, California, Mike Smooth Operator Smith. Okay, we don't need a ball handler. because it, Mike Smith is more of a power forward. We don't need a ball handler at the three because we'll tell you who our two guys are. Yeah, at, but Jared, why would you I think pick, they're pretty obvious. Why would you pick a 6'10 guy for the three spot? Because uh, he averaged 19 and 7.6 per game. Number one rebounder when he left BYU. Number two scorer. Now he's number four in points, number two rebounder. He held that rebounding record for 27 years. First round pick in the NBA. And by the way, first returned LDS missionary to be drafted in the first round of the NBA by the Celtics. Didn't have a great pro career, but at BYU, Michael Smith was the man. He was so good. He could shoot from the outside, score in a number of ways. And how about holding the rebounding record for 27 years? I can't get over that. By the way, he shot the three really well. We're going to talk to Michael Smith coming up. That'll be our Saturday coming up, we'll tell you. He was uh, really good from three. Like, I was surprised how good from three, as we show him knock down some trays. The first return missionary to be drafted in the first round of the NBA draft. He was a first-time guy for a lot of things. At shooting guard, six foot five inches out of Eugene, Oregon. Public enemy number one for Digger Phelps. Unlimited range, Danny Ainge. The greatest player in BYU basketball history, in my opinion. All-time leading scorer for 30 years at BYU. He's number three now. Didn't have a three-point line, by the way. If he had had a three-point line, no one would have beat his record. Not even the great Jimmer Fredette or Tyler Haas. Most made field goals in BYU history. Second most attempts. Averaged 20.91 points per game for his career. Led BYU to its greatest finish, Elite Eight, in 1981. Left as the all-time assist leader, held that for 21 years. Wooden award winner, senior year. Oh, by the way, played three years for the Toronto Blue Jays. Hello. Not to mention his basketball prowess. Tremendous NBA career. One-time All-Star. GM in the NBA with the Celtics now. Danny Ainge, the man. The man. And... St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't believe that. Birthday man. Isn't that crazy? Played for the Celtics, won championships, and of course, as we are showing you on BYU TV now, beat Notre Dame this in that great. Sweet 16 game in 1981. Some of our finest F- uh, SD footage. This next guy should be obvious, by the way. And at point guard, six foot two inches from Glens Falls, New York. Teach me how to j j j jimmer Fredette. What can't you say? About Jimmer Fredette, twenty-eight point nine points per game, led the uh, nation in scoring. A senior, national player of the year, all-time leading scorer when he left. Social media phenomenon, greatest scorer in the world, said Kevin Durant after the San Diego State game at home. Six forty-point games. The next closest dude had two, and that was Tyler Haas. Six of the top nine scoring games in BYU history came from James Taft Fredette. 
Second greatest player in program history, in my opinion. He's the Jimmer. You can't argue against Jimmer for De- Naismith Player of the Year, along with Danny Ainge. That's the backcourt. That's yeah, pretty and, good. And here's why we had Michael Smith as a small forward in this. Because Jimmer's going to be a ball-dominant guard. Danny Ainge can get the rock as well. And then guess what? You can throw it inside to get some buckets, or, or uh, Smith can shoot threes as well. In a drive-and-kick situation, Chosich is going to rebound. Sean Bradley's going to rebound. This is, this is the greatest team ever assembled. This is the super team. This is the Warriors of BYU. To recap, at center, Sean Bradley. Power forward, Kreshemir Chosich. Small forward, Michael Smith. And the backcourt, shooting guard, Danny Ainge. And point guard, Jimmer Fredette. Who's in your five? Use the hashtag BYUSN. I'm excited to hear uh, the answers for this question. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Who is your... It's Twitter time. Who is your starting five on the BYU Hoops Super Team? At C. Murphy Pro tweets in Jimmer and three Jimmer clones. (laughs) Plus Sean Bradley, in parentheses. Someone's got to play defense. Well, on the perimeter, they have to play defense too, right? Bradley playing offense would be (laughs) optional. Yeah, we, yeah love, well, well, we love some Jimmer, but... You need one Jimmer offensively. Let's throw in some other guys, too. Yeah. Hey, throw in Jacks with him, why not? At Ryben 3, Jimmer, Danny Ainge, yep. Tyler Hawes at the 3, Brett Applegate, and Sean Bradley. Balanced shooting, power inside, and nobody shooting over 7'6", inch Sean Bradley. Tyler Hawes is an interesting one, right? You got a mid-range guy... Um, how many shots is he going to get on a team with Jimmer and Ainge? I don't know. <laughs> that's a real question you got to ask, right? And, and Brett Applegate, that's that's a nice pull, though, uh, there. We yeah. like the length. Average 14 a game his senior year. Yeah. We like the he length. He must know Brett. It's, it's got to be a family member. It's got to be a friend family, or family connection. Member. Yeah. Uh, some sort, something there. No disrespect to Brett Applegate. First team all BYU ever? Well, friend or family. Discount. Has to be. <laughs> Has to be trying to sneak him in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> they'll, just, they'll just read over it really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't even notice. I prob- now yet, we spent like 30 seconds. Yes, we, yet we are talking about Brett Applegate. Hey, for this 30 is the seconds. greatest Brett Applegate moment in the history of the show. <laughs> Coming up, former BYU superstar and current L.A. Clippers analyst, a guy in our top five all-time BYU basketball team, Michael Smith. But first, the baseball skipper, Mike Littlewood. He thought you were talking talk about, about him with basketball. The Major League <laughs> Baseball Draft. But <laughs> Mike, he's a pretty good basketball player too. Like who? Oh, Smith. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. If you don't know how to do it, I'm going to tell you now. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on the Twitter machine. And whenever you feel like talking with us, use the hashtag BYUSN. We're not asking. Just do it. Yes. BYU Sports Nation will have a two-hour edition of Media Day. Uh, a media day program. In addition to state of the program, the Lavelle Edwards coaching tree, web chats as well. It's a full day coming up next Friday on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Can't wait. BYU football media day. That just seems weird, right? It's media coming up day quick. Is next Friday for football. Yeah, and then uh, and then six weeks from today, the homies on the football team report fall camp. For six fall weeks. Camp. It's happening, people. It's quick. Getting a little vacay in July, and then boom, let's play football. 
Our Twitter question today, who is your starting five on the BYU Hoops super team? At Roland Hall adds this, Jimmer Fredette, Danny Ainge, Sean Bradley, Kyle Collinsworth, and see if LeBron can get some college eligibility back. Hashtag missionary work. (laughs) Okay. That's a unique take. It it really is. I didn't think we would see LeBron in any of these BYU Hoops super fives. Now, wait a minute. Is that Hector LeBron? Setter for the 99 and 01 men's volleyball Good national title teams. Good connection. The right original there. LeBron? That, yeah. dude, that dude did have some serious hops. But he didn't have a billion-dollar contract for <laughs> life with Nike. Uh, joining us now, a man that everybody should put in their starting nine if it were a BYU baseball super team, Mike Littlewood. At third base, baseball he's on the all-time team. At third base. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll go all-time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't make the – Honor roll on that. I mean, I'd be way, way down the list on that. But I didn't I'll academically in high yeah. school either. What th- third base? Who's the greatest third baseman in BYU baseball history? Hmm. God, I have really no idea. I, I really don't. Are you? I, I don't know who. I mean, I don't know who played third. So other than Mike Littlewood, I really don't know. I, I mean, if Corey Snyder moved over from short to third, I'd say him. But BYU has never been known for like a great, great third baseman. There's going to be some third baseman now that hears this and says, "Hey, I played in 1971 and I was the best <laughs> yeah, ever." So, and I'll say, "Hey, great." I don't, but I don't know. I have no idea. I, I would say probably Kim Nelson, who's coaching over at Timview, like won a dozen state championships over there, hmm. or not Timview, sorry, Timpanogos, and uh, but he's the he's the one guy that I know was really good, played pro ball and um, played third base. We need Glenn Tuckett to put this together. We do need we need we, we need Coach Tuckett who um, is. Uh, Checks up on me like every two weeks and make sure I'm make sure I'm doing a good job. And so every time I see Coach Tuckett walk in, I am nervous and think, "Oh my gosh, let's go." Oh, you're <laughs> telling me. I asked him uh, during a. I used to be the Jason Shepard. Uh, they did the previous coach. We weren't in the dugout. I don't know if we even asked. Uh, but I was in the stands and I interviewed Glenn Tuckett. And I asked him a question. He said, "Now, Jerem, that's not a good question." <laughs> <laughs> did he really? Yeah. yeah. At least not you know shocking, where you stand. Right? Yeah. yeah, you know where you stand. I knew where I stood. That's right. Great stuff. Mike Littlewood, the head baseball coach of BYU, with us in Studio B as part of BYU Sports Nation. We talked to Jacob Brugman yesterday, and uh, we have really enjoyed watching him be consistently great through the minor leagues and get the call up to the big club with the Oakland Athletics. What did you think of his debut series against the Tampa Bay Rays playing for the A's? Well, the number number one thing I I, uh, texted him after, and I said, how did you like the the, uh, turf? That's the, that's the same turf we're getting at Miller Park. Oh, it's at the race field. Yeah, interesting. But besides that, I said, "Hey, how how was it? Your major league debut?" I thought he looked comfortable. Um, I just thought he. I I think he looked like he belonged. He felt like he belonged. You look at the lineup. He started hit ninth one game, hit eighth one game, hit seventh one game. All of a sudden, he's leading off. So obviously, they think his approach is good. And and um, had I thought he had great at bats. I mean, he lined out once, laid down a bunt, hit the ball the other way. All those things that coaches look for. He wasn't overmatched and didn't. It didn't look. Made a great play in the outfield at the warning track. So I thought he just did a, did a tremendous job. BYU baseball is producing a lot of uh, players in the pros, in the minors, but now there's a guy that's broken through for the first time since '09. What does this mean for the program to have a guy back in the majors? Well, it's huge. It's for recruiting. It's huge. Uh, you know, we talk. The draft is going on uh, today. The last day of the draft is today. And although you, you hate it when you lose guys out of your program, it's part of the process. And uh, it builds your – we lost Seth Corey. We don't, don't know if we lost him yet. I'm, I'm assuming he's going to sign uh, one of our recruits, third rounder out of uh, uh, Lone Peak. We're really happy for him. We're kind of sad that he's not going to be here. But we signed him, and um, if he comes here, great. If he doesn't, he's moving on. And, and f- future recruits can see that we're getting good guys, and 
Well, when they do come in here, we're developing, so they're so they're ready to go to a pro ball. I mean, Bruggy's been in in the minor leagues what two and a half years, something like that, maybe three and a half years. That's man, that's a short short amount of time. My son's been in there seven years out of high school, and so it's just it's just great for the the whole process of recruiting and the whole program. We want those guys, and now we have our major league the hallway down there. We can put Jacob Brugman's jersey up there as as a, a, the the latest guy who got to the big leagues. I think that's my fourth or fifth uh, guy that I've coached that's been to the big leagues. Fantastic. Very cool. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And, and let's talk about the other guys that are still working their way through the minor leagues. Uh, notably, Jacob Hanneman just got called up to AAA yeah. with the Chicago Cubs. Adam Miller, Adam Law, double-A guys. Brennan Lund is making his way up. He's now in single-A ball. And, his, and Colton Mahoney has been pitching. Michael Rucker. And, and Rucker. Yeah. And Rucker, Rucker got yeah. bumped up to high A, and his first outing was five innings. I think you tweeted that. Five innings, one hit, no runs. Uh, Colton Mahoney got traded and doing great with his new team. Um, Adam Law broke his ankle, in, broke his leg, actually, kind of ankle leg, in uh, spring training. And he should be hitting the field back with, in double-A this, this week or next week. And so... I'm proud of the guys. I mean, Brennan Lund just going out there and staying under the radar and just getting like four hits a night, you know. Um, I love that guy. And so it's, it's nice to be able to, to see those guys. We want every single guy to go to pro ball that wants to go to pro ball. I mean, we, we get what BYU is all about. I mean, it's, it's about developing the entire person. But a lot of these guys, you can be a great guy and, and um, be a great member of, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as well as go play pro ball and make, a, make an impact out there. And I just love seeing it. Some coaches don't think it's their job to get guys to the next level. Like, it's not in the priority list, or if it is, it's way down there. Where does that fit in your priority list as the coach? I, w- I would say it's part of the process. Uh, we're just here to, to try to get guys better in, in every single area, academics and socially and, of course, on the field. I mean, for me, it's all about Ws, you know, and, and we were in a conference in Philly, Faith and faith and Sport, and um, it was a it was a conference that, was derived out of the Vatican eight months ago and, and then came to the United States. And that's one of the things I talked about, just developing an entire person. So you have to do that, but uh, it's so so important. The W is like the, for me, it's like the elephant in the room. You have to win. But what's the process? I mean, that's that's the result. What's the process of how do you get to, to winning? I heard Coach Rose a couple of years say we ago say we never really talk about winning. We just talk about what do we need to do every single day to get better and the wins will happen. Uh, and that's, that's kind of what we, we really focus on with Dr. Manning and, and our program is the process. In that process, we develop players. So what was this conference you went to? Was it a sports conference? It was. It was, it was a faith and sport conference. In yeah. Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Yeah, at, Vill- at Villanova uh, University last, last week. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday. It was, uh, it was a great conference. We, we talked about not being afraid to uh, talk about faith and religion with your team. I mean, we're a religious institution. Let's, let's get it out there and have that be a part of it, even with, the, we'll have eight non-members, uh, um, we talked about that too, we call them non-members, and they're like, well, what's a non-member, you know, I'm a member of something, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? And so I said, I, I made sure it was, when we say non-members, we mean this, you know, um, not of our faith, but they're still, we're still Christians, and we still have the same goal, and we can't be afraid to talk about that, those things, it's because it's really the main part of our life, baseball is right here, and it's just, I guess baseball is kind of a means to an end to, to go out and, and get a great job and be a uh, just a contributing member of society. So all that goes into, it's not just about getting them ready for pro ball. If we just do our job every day, teaching, coaching, um, developing relationships, that takes care of itself. We asked Jacob Brugman yesterday what BYU did for him in preparing him for his run through the minor leagues, now all the way up to the major leagues. And he very quickly, without hesitating, said it was a professional culture and it was a culture 
that wanted to win. And so, not surprisingly, you bring up the all-important W day in and and day out. And BYU baseball is now doing things that uh, they haven't done since you've been here. You got your first regional. You won the West Coast Conference Tournament. So how is the development of that process coming along? Yeah, well, beside Bruggy left out, keeping him off his front foot when he hit. So (laughs) that was was the number one thing, you know, balancing him out. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, it's been the the culture is what it's all about, just developing that, that culture. I mean, if you set the expectations down here, guys are going to meet them. You know, if you set them up here, guys are going to meet them. That's just how ath- athletes are. You're going to tell them what to do and set these expectations. They're going to do. The, they're going to do everything they can to to meet those expectations. And we just try to come in, raise ex- expectations a little bit, and just simply, at, if you ask our guys, what what are two things we ask of them? Show up on time. Give everything you've got every single day. That encompasses a lot. Those are our mottos too on this show. That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. If you can just do the first one, you're, you're good. Yeah. So Brock, keep it simple. Brock Hale is expected to be drafted today. Hopefully other guys as well. What, what is more important for Brock Hale, where he is drafted or by what team? Um, I think for Brock, I mean, I think Brock's ready to play. You, you know, you hate to say, oh, go, go play pro ball, Brock, and leave, our, leave the middle of our lineup and leave 15 home runs, you know, because that, that's where it kind of it hurts a little bit. But I – I try to be honest with our guys and tell them you're ready to play. I think you're ready to play. With Marcus, my son playing, I've seen a lot of pro baseball, which a lot of a lot of guys don't get a chance to go see minor league baseball. So the last few years I've seen rookie ball and double A, the, the last few, there's a lot of really good players. And if you're not ready, you're just going to get eaten up. You'll be, you'll be in and you'll be out. And so I try to be honest with the guys. I tell Brock that he's ready. Um, he's, he's hit guys that throw 95. He's hit guys that throw 87 and, and everywhere in between. He's a good defender. And so I know a couple teams liked him as early as the fifth round, but area scouts don't have a whole lot of say in, in what's going on with the draft. It's, it's all the, you know, the scouting director and, and uh, national scouting cross-checkers. But I know a lot of area guys like him, and, and I, would, I would assume he'll go early today, you know, early in the day, first couple hours. But you never know. So it's just so unpredictable the draft is. Like 11 to 15, one of those uh, rounds? My guess just going in for Brock was 10th to 15th round. That's, mm. That was my guess for him. And, I mean, that could – I could be way off. Um, usually I'm okay with that, but it, it just – Brock's a guy you just – you don't know. If he ran a little bit better, if his arm was just a little bit better, they're, they're good. They're better than, better than average. But if they were just a little bit better, if they graded out better, he would probably have already been gone. And the draft starts in two minutes, I believe. We will keep you updated if Brock Hale does get drafted during the show. You've now had a couple of weeks to look back on the season. How would you define the 2017 BYU baseball team? Um, gutty. I mean – resilient and uh, just a bunch of guys that loved each other. I think we had everything in perspective. It was, it was about winning, but it wasn't, we didn't approach every day. Of, we have to win this game. It was uh, more of let's have each other's backs. And I've told many guys this, I mean, we travel with 27 guys the last, that's how many you can actively have on your roster and only eight position players get to play. And, and one pitcher gets a start. I think that really the success of our team was the, the guys who didn't play a lot. They were locked in. They were totally committed to the, the process and trying to get to the result, uh, which, was a, which was to get to a regional. That was a big goal. But those guys lifted everybody up. They didn't take energy from anyone every, in any day ever did they do that. They were ready to play the Casey Jacobs and the Noah Hills and um, McKay Jacobson, who basically spent his time in the bullpen. Those guys lifted everybody up, and that really sustained you. I mean, when you lose three at the end of the year to Gonzaga and then used it, lose to LMU – it can fall apart. You know, it's like the, the 
opening of the Bionic Man, you know, so the six million dollar man, she's breaking up, and it's like it it could easily do that. But those guys brought us together and, and uh, obviously did what we did. Just kidding on the draft. Two rounds in, thirteenth right now. We'll update you. <laughs> noon, noon Eastern time. Not my my. Page wasn't refreshing, so I'm like <laughs> waiting for the 11th round to start. It's on the 13th, yeah. Refresh. Uh, let's finish with this. How's the how's the construction going of the insertion of the turf and leveling and everything? Because you're sending out these pictures, and we're like, it's World Whoa! War Three over yeah, there at yeah. Miller Park, man. It looks absolutely horrible, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing those machines what they do, and I'm going to try to send something out every Monday and Tuesday, and just kind of keep they they have a time lapse up there, so we'll be able to see that at the end, but. Um, it's, it's really, it's a cool, cool process. I mean, they got on it and if you have a chance to drive by, there's, I mean, there's 10 big time <laughs> tractors and, and heavy machinery on the field. It's going to be exciting. The end product. And like I said, the, the, the turf that we're going to have is the same turf, uh, that's at the race stadium. So it's a state of the art and should be really fun. Yeah. should be fun. Is your office rumbling? It is. Yeah, I was down there just we now. We had that and it, for a while. Like, when the annex was being... Yeah. You've got that thin layer of dust on your desk. <laughs> yeah, and that's something I do not mind right now. Like, <laughs> hey, keep it coming until September 1st. Let's, let's do it. Great stuff. Mike, uh, congratulations on a fantastic season. We appreciate the update on yeah. uh, all of the minor league guys and your take on Jacob Brugman. And it's, uh, it's an exciting time for BOA baseball, and that's probably an understatement. Well, I appreciate you guys and your support and all you, all you do to... I mean, you guys... Uh, are big promoters of us, and we appreciate it. My inaccurate updates of the draft will continue. Yes, <laughs> there we right. go. We'll continue to do our part. Right? <laughs> you said try your best. We'll make cor- we'll make corrections. Yeah. Hey, you showed up on time. That's all. <laughs> Thank you. Our Twitter question today: Who is your starting five on the BYU basketball super team? More of your tweets coming up. Also, Michael Smith, one of our five guys on the super team, joins us to answer the question. This is BYU Sports Nation. Is Danny H on the baseball all-time team, too? Maybe. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. A river runs through it, Spencer. In fact, if you missed Mike Littlewood talking about BYU baseball and what's going on with the Cougars there, or a conversation about the super team, the best starting five you know, in BYU history, Download the podcast on uh, Google Play or iTunes, TuneIn app, BYU TV app, BYU Radio app. There's lots of ways. Yeah, and what did Jacob Brugman leave out when he said what BYU baseball taught him? Mike Littlewood weighs in (laughs) as the coach of the now major leaguer for the Oakland A's. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines, Washington State. The other Cougars from Pullman announce the football game against the Cougars of BYU in 2019 will move back to October 23rd of 2021, still scheduled to be played in Pullman. The move makes room for Houston on the other Cougars yeah. schedule. Hashtag go Cougs. A lot of what? Cougars happening there. NFL mini camps are underway. Former Cougars are getting noticed. Patriots linebacker Harvey Longy had an interception in the end zone at practice yesterday. Packers receiver Colby Pearson had multiple receptions, including a diving grab with a corner draped all over him. How many times is Taysom Hill faking a handoff to Jamal Williams and completing a pass to Colby Pearson? Like, that's pretty cool. It's pretty uncanny that three BYU players that were on the field in Provo last year are now all playing for the Green Bay Packers. That's awesome. Like, like I'm not a Packers fan, but kind of now, right? Yeah, and I'm not going to root for the Packers. I'm going to fantasy football. Here's it, if the you thing: will, in our generation, the millennials' generation, they attach themselves to rooting for players more than yes. they do for teams. True. It's interesting like, stuff. Like OBJ. 
Yeah. BYU baseball signee Seth Corey is now a fan of the San Francisco Giants because they drafted him in the third round, the left-handed pitcher out of Lone Peak High School. In his average or in the pick that he was drafted at, the value of that area is estimated to $558,000. What that means is Seth Corey is going to play for the San Francisco Giants and not play for BYU. And the draft is going on right now. We're in the 13th round. We will let you know if Brock Hale is taken during the show. If not, hang out with us on Twitter. Jacob Bregman playing for the A's, grounded out in his first at-bat. They're playing the Marlins as we speak. Our Twitter question today, who is your starting five on the BYU Hoops super team in the spirit of the Golden State Warriors and their NBA Finals Championship and their compiled super team? We want all of you to put a BYU twist on it. At J.D. Gibbons tweets in Danny Ainge, Jimmer, Eric Mika, Sean Bradley, and Cosmo the Cougar. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We've had a LeBron James reference because he never played college ball, and now Cosmo the Cougar. I we we had Michael Smith in our top five. We're going to talk to Michael in just a second. We had him in there because he's an all timer, especially because we need another three point shooter on the perimeter. Mm. You may not have known how good Michael was at shooting threes. That's our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Michael Smith shot forty three percent from three in his BYU career. Forty three percent, six foot ten inch. Wow. 43% three-point field goal shooter. The greatest three-point shoot forward three-point shooter in BYU history? Question mark? Oh, I, I mean, who's, who's, who's going to beat that? You know who wasn't 40-plus last year? T.J. Haas and uh, Nick Emery. Yeah. And Michael Smith was. Pretty amazing. Awesome. Pretty amazing. Great free-throw shooter as well. The BYU all-time basketball great NBA first-round draft pick and the pride of the Oklahoma City Cavalry. Michael Smith joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Mike, nice to have you back on the show. Boys, is it, is, I just want to know if it's snowing up there in Utah today or is it sunny? It's great weather, 80s, sunny. So good. Yeah, yeah, good, we finally good, got good. a break. <laughs> it's, ni- it's nice to be with you. Yes, it's great to have you. And speaking of our stat of the day, we heard reports that you clearly still have it on the basketball floor. You were here for the father and son's basketball camp at BYU recently, and word is you outshot the entire camp. Oh, my gosh, guys. It's becoming a little bit of a burden. Every year I win that thing, and so it's just <laughs> hanging over my head. I'm 52 years old now, and they can't find somebody to knock me out. Someone needs I'm, yeah. I'm actually I'm actually teasing, but uh, it's so much fun, that camp is just a blast. They have these, you know, 15 stations you weave through uh, through the course of three days, like, you know, Friday, Saturday, Monday, and Sunday we spent the day up at Salt Lake. That's always awesome. We had Jimmer speak at the fireside. It was just, it's always a great time. And then they have dad winners and kid winners through these shooting stations. You know, and there's, they, there's one called contest, which qualify you for the final day, and that's that's how you get there, and then it's really pretty. It's pretty cutthroat. So they'll bring down fifty dad winners on Monday morning, and they line you up at the three point line. And they say one shot, one shot. You make it one shot. You make it. You're in. You miss. You're out. And so you line up at the three point line, and they, there's a huge line. And seriously, I turn to the guys around me. And so I'm one of the 50 dad winners who qualifies. And, you know, so all the guys next to me are 30-year-old dads, and some of them former BYU players. And I said, listen, 
I don't know about you guys, but I don't know if I can make the first one because I've been sitting in the stands. I'm not warmed up. I haven't taken a shot today. I said, but if I make the first one, you guys are in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) And fortunately, I made the first one and then was able to keep making them. So it's amazing how, you know, you got 1,200 guys in the Smithfield house screaming at you. It's, It's actually kind of fun. Shooting is like riding a bike, man. It's awesome. Do you feel I okay? Think so I think you're right. Yeah. La- okay. Last year we had some like starting five or whatever, and I left you off, and that was. A <laughs> Did, we we produced the in the spirit of the Warriors super team, the BYU super team, the best starting five ever. We included. We put you at the three. Okay. I don't know if you. We have Jimmer, Danny Ainge, you, Chris Mitchosich, Sean Bradley. We put you at the three because we need rebounds. And we need some three-point shooting if Jimmer and Danny ever pass the ball. Is there some level of vindication <laughs> being in this super team now, this year? Well, yes. Vindication, yes. And so you finally came to your senses. Yes, Jerem, <laughs> come on. But I'm, a, I'm still a little bit offended by the fact that I only qualify now in the heart or in the spirit of, you know, Durant, you know, and Nowitzki and these guys who now <laughs> shoot threes. You know, back in the old day, and we even go back as far as last year, I don't make your team. But uh, You made my team, Mike. I'm, wor- I'm, I'm, worried, I'm worried a little bit because not only did Danny shoot it a lot, and by the way, he's the best BYU basketball player ever. Amen. And we know Jimmer shoots it a lot. Uh, I, I, although a very capable passer, I shot it every time I touched it. So... <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's enough basketballs for that team. My only thought, and I like the squad, because Cressemer, you gotta have Cressemer's a first-team All-American. People just forget because he's way ahead of you know social media and coverage, so nobody saw him play. But you gotta have Danny, and Jimmer's probably the right guy. And then me at the three—that's debatable, but I'll take it. But at the four. I don't know. You have Sean Bradley kind of there as that other guy. As much as I love Sean, uh, let's not forget about a guy like Fred Roberts who played 16 years in the NBA and never once had a guaranteed contract. That guy could play again before his day. And my other thought is the guy who truly inspired me, two BYU players truly inspired me. One was Danny. So Danny's six years older than I am, so you can imagine when Danny's making his historic shot against Notre Dame, I'm a high school junior or sophomore listening on the radio in California. The the KSL call was so strong that I could get it in my house on the radio. It wasn't on TV. And just jumping up and down when they beat Notre Dame to go to the final eight, uh, uh, he was one guys just like I got to be like him and then the other guy when I show up as a freshman is a return missionary Devin Durant who was basically led the nation in scoring for most of my freshman year and he was a true inspiration to me in in more ways than one but basketball he was a genius Michael Smith with us on BYU Sports Nation just gave us uh his BYU Super 5 or Super 7, if you will. You can uh, mingle in uh, those guys, those first alternates, if you will. <laughs> Any way you look at it, that would be an unbelievable team of BYU basketball players. Uh, 
when you look at what's happening right now for BYU basketball, specifically <clears throat> Eric Mika, he's a six foot ten guy, probably six foot nine, trying to make his way into the NBA. Doesn't have the range that you brought with you when you were drafted in the first round. What do you think of his pro potential? Well, uh, size-wise, like height and combine-wise, he's a lot like me. In other words, he's tall, he's short arms. Short arms doesn't help you in the NBA when you're going against guys that all have longer arms and longer reaches. But he's very different than I was as a player. I was, I was a small forward type. He, he's got a much stronger build than I am. He's tougher. He's a stronger rebounder. He's bouncy. He's got a lot of very positive attributes. He's a hard worker. Uh, I think you know most most people have him projected to be a second round pick or even undrafted, which is kind of hard to believe. But I, I don't worry about like his his life, if you will. The kid served a mission in Italy. He's going to go on to a nice ten year career somewhere. It could be D League in a call up. It could be. D-League in Europe, he could get drafted and get with the right group that likes having uh, a powerful five in the NBA who probably ends up being able to come stretch the floor, if not NBA range. But listen, that's all he's going to work on besides living in the weight room and keeping his body strong is a three-point shot. And today, if you're a big body who can you know, guard a pick and roll and box out and rebound and stretch the floor, you're going to have a spot. So while his route to the NBA might not be the traditional way, he probably gets there. And if he gets with the right team and the right coach, you can say, okay, there's some things he can't do, but there's these things he can do, which I love. He could play for 10 years. If he's a lot like Joe Klein, who was my teammate, and guys won't remember him, but he played at Arkansas. He's part of Bobby Knight's 84 Olympic team that wins gold with Michael Jordan. It was one of our last, I guess it was our last amateur team that won the gold. But Joe Klein was my teammate in Boston. He was seven feet, but short arms, big, strong, white kid, just country boy strong, but could shoot an 18-footer and could rebound. In my day and age, 30 years ago, Eric Mika would have played 12 years in the NBA, no questions asked. But the game has changed. So that's a long answer to tell you that, um, I mean, I wish he'd stay. But that's me. I played all four years. I probably should have gone pro after my junior year, and I stayed because my mom wanted me to get a degree and finish something I started. And so I kind of honored her and chose to do that. But I wish he'd stay one more year and give to the program. That's kind of how I was wired, like, you know, let's build this program. But you can't blame him for thinking he's got a shot and wanting to go do it. And listen, at the worst, if he ends up in Italy and plays 10 years in Italy and gets a great start financially on life, there's nothing wrong with that either. Mike, great stuff. We always appreciate talking with you. And uh, just so you know, if uh, the great Ralph Lawler, who you call games sitting next to for the L.A. Clippers, ever needs a break, Jeremy and I are happy to step in for him. That would be quite a three-man booth right there. <laughs> and, I, and I'm just going to hold the mic, too, like he does. <laughs> Listen, I, I, uh, we, could, we, could, we could have some fun. We should at oh. least put it out there to see if we could do it on, uh, you know, when 
the Clippers play the Jazz or something oh, and get that man. game kind of streamed into fans in Utah. Let's go, I'll Mike. Ralph, yes, yes. Ralph hates Ralph hates going to Utah anyway because he, <laughs> he has to buy he has to buy a liquor license for the night to go have his fun. <laughs> so we'll, we'll leave Ralph home. <laughs> and the three of us will do the game, and somehow we'll just tie it into the Utah audience. I think we're on to something. Okay. Hey, that sounds fantastic. Good to me. We'll, uh, we'll put our people, Michael Miner, in contact with your people. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's the best. You got it. Hey, thanks, Michael. Great to talk to you as always. Okay, guys. See ya. Michael Smith on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. One of the greats. Interesting opinion on Eric Minka as well right there. Yeah, not the typical road to the NBA, but feels like he he can make it. Whatever he does, he'll be successful with his basketball career. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we'll get to the Cougar Whip Round, but first, your tweets on the BYU Super Team. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern time. I love that Michael Smith wanted to troll us on the weather here because it was not but great yesterday. Couldn't. But it's great today, Mike. It's great today. The dunk by Blake Griffin. The lob, the jam. <laughs> Football media day is coming up June 23rd on BYU TV, BYU Radio. A full day of awesomeness, including a two-hour BYU Sports Nation, among others. Which means we're one day closer to something. Countdown to the Viking. 73. I just had one of those moments where I think, man, we started this thing at 200 some odd days. And now we're down to 73. The guys report six weeks from today to fall camp. And then fall camp starts six weeks from tomorrow. Yeah. Those dates, by the way. Report day, July 26th. First practice, July 27th. Yes. Yes. And then we are talking every day about BYU football starting on July 26th. I need some vacation before then, though. Yeah, we work them in, man. We're (laughs) running out of time. I need some vacay. Read my my college football magazines. And then, boom, goes the dynamite. Hey, by the way, thanks for the accidental purchase on your end, the uh, Pac-12 version of the uh, Athlon Sports Magazine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It's like eight bucks wasted. Jeremy's like, do you want this, man? <laughs> sure, I'll take it. Go get the national version. It's okay. <laughs> about the Pac-12-specific one. Like an idiot. Hey, but our guy Josh Rosen's on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Gosh. Who is your starting five on the BYU Hoops Super Team? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. At Duff Tittle oh, Duff. weighing in. What's up, Duff? First four are easy. Chosich, Mel Hutchins. Oh, Hutchins. Danny Ainge, Jimmer Fredette. Final spot, tough one. Minson, Durant, Michael Smith, Kamard, Haas, Arujo, Collinsworth, question mark. Now, what do you need? Yeah, you probably need a perimeter player there. A number three, right? Yeah. Minson played in a 51, so so did Hutchins, though. Those are two of the greats. How about D. Salty Kamard making that list? Yeah. Lee Kamard's one of the he greats. Was, dude, he's, he was he's a He's probably baller. on the second or third team somewhere. He was a baller. Yeah. More of your tweets coming in. Also, the whip around. 
How is Jacob Brugman performing in today's matinee against the Miami Marlins? We'll tell you next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Team Mike. Mike Littlewood, the head baseball coach of BYU, and Michael Smith, former BYU basketball great. One of our five in our T-Mobile super team. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google. Who's in your five? Who's in your five, Ken? Let me tell you something, Kenny. Coming up, it's the uh, yeah, it's the whip because later this week as well, Tyler Haas, Phil Steele, Ashley Hatch, Jimmer Frida. It's loaded. So Holy is the whip. Cow. Let's do this. Whoops. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Six weeks away, people. Washington State announces its game with BYU in 2019. It's moved back to October 23rd, 2021 in Pullman. The Fighting Mike Leeches. The move is made to make room for the Houston Cougars on Wazoo's schedule. Cougars in the NFL. NFL minicamps underway. Former Cougars getting noticed. Patriots linebacker Harvey Long, he had an interception in the end zone at practice yesterday. Packers receiver Colby Pearson had multiple catches, including a, quote, diving grab with a corner draped all over him. Bronson Kafusi is eager to show the Ravens why he's worth a third-round pick in 2016. In his press conference, he said, it's that constant fire in me that's always burning. I want to be out there. I want to help. I want to make a difference. Cougars in the draft. BYU baseball signee Seth Corey taken by the San Francisco Giants in the third round. Of the Major League Baseball draft yesterday, the value of that pick estimated at $558,000. Rounds 11 through 40 of the draft going on right now. Cougar outfielder Brock Hale expected to hear his name called today. Cougars in the Major League. Round 15, nothing so far. We're, uh, we're still watching that. Jacob Brugman, 0-4 last night. 8-1 loss for the A's to the Marlins. Same two teams are playing right now. Brugman grounded out in the first at bat, but in his second at bat reached on a fielder's choice and then scored on a home run from Ryan Healy. 4-1-A is in the second against the Marlins. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Hanneman went one for three with a run batted in and a run scored. Stolen base and two walks and a win for the AAA Iowa Cubs against Jacob Brugman's former team, the Nashville Sounds. Volleyball. They would have played each other last night. Former BYU volleyball middle blocker Amy Boswell is the 2017 West Coast Conference Mike Gillerin Female Scholar Athlete of the Year. Track and field. BYU women's track and field finished the season ranked ninth in the USTF CCCA. I think you left off to see there. That's no, a real I'm, acronym. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need the most, DexterLaw.com. Who deserves it today? The Michaels. Michael, Mike Littlewood and Michael Smith for joining yeah, like us on that. the program. Team Mike. Team, the, they should uh, have a show together. Call it Mike Mike. Oh, hey, they because call, nobody's ever done that. Or they call it Mike and the Mad Dog. Twitter question. Who is your starting five on the BYU Hoops super team? At Laser Sheep says Sean Bradley, Hafa Arujo, Kena Young, Danny Ainge, and the Jimmer. A lot of size inside. Mm-hmm. Elite tweet of the day. At one bald Cairo dog. Spencer, the speed. Jerem, persistence. Belo, taller than you think. Jay Shep, the optimist. And Uncle B, the muscle. Persistence? That's my, <laughs> that's my greatest attribute? Hey, I got speed. I'm okay with that. Speed? Wait, so that's opposite? Like, it's not real. Audio podcast on iTunes. Download the app for Jeremy Spencer. Shout out to Richie Webb. Super 5.